As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, welcome back to another little segment of my little anxiety show. I'm your host, Jay Ma, and today we're going to be talking about sharing your story. So maybe you've shared your story with a few friends or with a counselor. Maybe you haven't shared it at all. Or maybe you don't know if you've shared it. Like for me, when I first saw my first counselor at the age of 22, actually it would have been my second counselor, but pretty much my first counselor on my own. Um, I didn't know what was bothering me. Like I knew I had anxiety. I knew I had depression. I knew that my actions were affecting those around me. My Not only my actions, but my emotions were affecting those around me. And I wanted help. I didn't want to impede someone else's, you know, future by feeling like crap or by taking my frustrations or anxieties out on other people or you know what I mean I didn't want my own anxieties to affect someone else is what I'm trying to say and I also wanted to like better myself I was freaking tired of having all these thoughts and worries in my head so I was like hey well what am I gonna do so I made an appointment to talk to a counselor at a, at a local community center and just just so happened that I was 22 years old And the cutoff was 23. So I got free counseling sessions for, I think it was four or five months. And it was awesome. Like, okay, it wasn't as as awesome as I'm saying now, but it was good. Like we worked on a number of different, um, we worked on a number of different strategies to help me understand, you know, why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. And so When you're sharing your story, I kind of want to start off by saying this, though. It's going to be really difficult. And if you have shared your story and you don't feel like you've gotten anywhere, maybe it's because it wasn't received by the right person. So you think about all the people in your life. You got your mom, your dad, your grandparents, your aunts and uncles, friends, your wife, partner, um, husband, whatever it may be. You know, you can't rely on every single one of those people or you know, anyone, for example, to really understand what you're going through. Some people are going to take it offensively. Your mother or your dad or your partner could be like, why are you depressed? Like, is it me or, or you know, is it something I did or just grow up? Like if it was, maybe if you're, if you're talking to your dad, maybe it's like, just grow up. Like, don't worry about it. Like, you know, so I remember when I, when I was confiding when I was confiding in my depression with people, it wasn't with the people I loved the most. Like it really wasn't. 
Like it wasn't with my grandfather. It wasn't with my mom or my dad. It was with a few friends who truly understood what depression was. Because they went through the same shit. And it was with strangers and counselors. Like that's who I opened up to. You know, and, and I think when I say strangers, it's because it's because I like to listen. So I would ask, you know, in the right scenario, I'd ask someone, like, yeah, so how are you doing? And then they're like, oh, this, that. And oh, where do you live? Oh, I live here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Small talk, you know. And then that small talk escalates to like, yeah, well, you know, my mom's in the hospital and fuck. I mean, she never really was there for me, so I'm, uh, I don't know if I should be there for her. And then boom, like right away, there's your story. There's your, you know, there's your discussion of life right there. And I've, I'm, I'm a, I like to talk to people. So I've met a number of strangers that have shared their entire life stories and have impacted me and how I look at my life. Um, so I've been to probably four or five counselors in my life, probably five. I've talked to thousands of strangers and I have some really good friends that, that, that will listen. But in all that whole scenario, you know, number one is I continually want to better myself. Um, number two is I want to better the lives of the people around me, even though I do get jealous like anyone else, whatever, but I do want to better the people's lives around me. And number three, I want to make the world a better place. And most importantly is I, I will listen to. Like I, I like to listen to. If someone's going to listen to me, I'm going to listen to them back. And it has to be a give and take. If you're going to, you know, just share and share and share. And if it's all about you and, you know, you're not willing to put the time in to listen to those around you. You're missing out on an amazing opportunity to grow. So I know this has kind of been a big ramble, but kind of just taking it taking it back to the very beginning is this whole episode is about sharing. You know, whether it's your first time or your second time or whatever it may be, it's important for you to share what you're going through. Now, you can't expect everyone to to appreciate that or to understand. Some people take deep conversations and they throw them out the window. Like they do not want to talk about deep shit at all. I have a number of those friends. Some of those people are going to take what you say offensively. And you've got to understand that too. And then you're going to have some friends who actually listen. You know, they're not, they might not have the right advice, but they, they, they listen. But what you really need to do is you need to go and see someone who has some training. And who can kind of walk you through the steps on how to kind of calibrate yourself and how to almost kind of self-diagnose and figure your triggers and, and that kind of thing. And it might take one or two people. Like that lady that I first saw, I saw her three or four times and then that was it. She kind of gave me enough tools to kind of help me work through it for another couple of years. And it wasn't until later when I really started to like, you know, pursue counseling again. So... Yeah, it's a slow, it's a, and it's also a slow process. Like, it's not like you're going to just be going to a, a, a counselor and be like, hey, listen, this is my problems. This is what I'm going through. I want to be fixed. It just will not happen. It's a long process. And, you know, if you if you suffer from major anxiety and major depression, this could be a process for the rest of your life. This could be something you're facing and you're working with for the rest of your life.
but you will find a way to make it your own. You will find a way to, to live with it and to accept it and to grow with it. And you're going to find a way, if you care, you're going to find a way to impact others. To spread the knowledge, to spread the, the understanding and to listen. You will find ways to do that as well. But you got to get out there, you got to talk to people. And you got to understand this is a lifelong process. You also have to understand that you have the ability to help others. So you need to offer that open ear. You need to ask questions. You need to reach out to those around you. If it's just a self-loathing issue, I feel for you, but that's got to stop. It's like, if this is a self-loathing issue, that sucks. But you really got to kind of work, try to work out of that self-loathing. That's tough. That's very tough. It's not easy. But you got to try to do it. And a lot of it just takes like... Just looking, just being, a, um, just observing what's around you, and and asking questions to people. But yeah, I mean, like it's tough. It's like, how do you ask questions to people if you're all alone? How do you ask questions if you're with a group of people? If you're with people who don't really know what you're going through. So yeah, that's why I'm saying like join groups, talk to counselors, go get on Google and research what kind of self help groups are in your area. Um, you know, what, you know what might even be interesting? Like one time I went to an Alcoholics Anonymous uh, meeting. And that was like, I'm not even really an alcoholic. I mean, I, it is a crutch for me. Like if I go to a party, I'm definitely going to have a few drinks to, you know, loosen up. But um, I went to one of those. Well, I, I've been to another a number of different random sessions that it was kind of just to see what's out there really. And just kind of like get to hear other people's issues and what they're going through. And to get maybe a little bit more of a better perspective on my own life. So there's ways that you can get creative and how you can kind of help yourself. And I've actually re-recorded this segment a number of times because I still, I just didn't feel like it was dialed in properly. Because it's such an important topic. And, you know, I look, I, I'm just, from a third party, I'm looking at my dad's life. And how he grew up in a world where you had to suck it up and where you bottled in your problems. And when there wasn't tons of resources like Google or free counselors and community centers, he grew up in this closed world where it was basically just like, yeah, grow a pair kind of world, you know, that like kind of bro world. And it's not, it's not a healthy world to grow up in. Cause you know what happened? All his frustrations, all his anger, all his resentment, it got bottled in and it just stirred and stirred and stirred. And when he had kids, he didn't know how to, he didn't, and a, and a wife, he didn't know how to get out of that rut. He didn't know how to, how to navigate the world of, of communication and of listening and of just managing your anger. And it came out in messed up ways. And um, it affected our whole family. I love my dad and he's really worked hard and hard on himself and tried to be a better person, but he never had any of those tools. Whereas in this day and age, we have a tremendous amount of tools and knowledge and people understand the value of, of mental health more than ever. So, you know, to, to kind of end that cycle, which I'm trying to do right now for my kids, I'm trying to end the cycle 
of depression and anxiety. Um, I got to start working on myself and I got to take advantage of every resource I have. And it's something that my father didn't have the ability to really do necessarily. And it, and it trickled down to me um, in, a, in, a, in a large way. So make sure you get out there and talk. And um, lastly, don't feel like you have to share your entire story. Like when you first start talking about, about this with, with counselors and with your friends, don't feel like you have to share everything. Just open up lightly and open up small and just talk and ask questions or whatever you want to do. Sometimes you just need to, you just need a listening, someone to listen, but don't feel like you have to share the whole thing. Cause honestly, I haven't shared my full story yet either. There's a lot that I could share that I haven't shared with a counselor. So, but I, but I'm still getting benefits from it though. Anyways, with that being said, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a long process, my friends. It's a long process, but it's a good one. and It's worth it because although I'm still, I'm still dealing with my freaking demons, I'm able to control it. I'm able to appreciate life a lot more and pass that love, that the caringness that I have onto my kids and hopefully my wife as well. You know, we still get in our disagreements, but you know, I think ultimately there are my marriage with my wife is just a, a lot more open and caring than I wouldn't want to say caring, but just more open, I guess. And mutually beneficial than what my parents' was at that time in my life when my dad was struggling a lot. So thanks for listening. If you have any questions, please drop me a line in my uh, description as my email. Also, reach out to somebody, get support, call call a number, call one of those crisis lines if that's what it takes. And uh, don't be afraid to get out there and just kind of do your thing because the more you share the story, the easier it's going to be. And the, the sooner you can get to being yourself and achieving life and loving life and even helping others. We'll talk to you soon. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.